information to help you run your business better and improve your marketing campaigns. My name is Hank Hoffmeyer, and thank you for joining me on Hank's Marketing and Business Tips. Welcome to episode 253 of the HMBT podcast. Today, I'm joined by Josh and Chell, co-hosts of the Unstuck Institute podcast. They're both millennials and entrepreneurs that were stuck in a day job. I've been there and they didn't really like what they were doing and they didn't know how to take a next step to start over or maybe even start a business of their own. But they've helped so many people become unstuck. And I asked them to come on today to help us get unstuck in our lives and figure out a best way to move forward. Whether you're an entrepreneur and trying to get your business going, you want to start a business, or maybe you're already in business or you're working for an organization, we all get stuck from time to time. And today we're going to learn how to get unstuck. So welcome, Josh and Chell. Uh, what I know, there's the three things that I found that you guys talk about that I feel my audience can benefit from. And that's ready is a lie. Love that phrase. How to get unstuck and then making your dreams happen. We all want our dreams to happen. Mine is probably to win the lottery, but I don't really buy tickets. So I don't think that'll ever happen. So hopefully what you guys have to say today will be great. So thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. So let's jump into ready is a lie. Tell me how you came up with that phrase and what does it mean? So we we found, uh, you know, when we, when we just got together to start uh, podcasting and talking about like, what what is the common thing we're seeing like we mastermind together where we were helping other people like the rest of our mastermind were a few steps behind us which would be fine but we were answering a lot of questions for them we're just like what are the common questions that keep coming up what can we like sink our teeth right away in our podcast and our first episode is called ready is a lie um and that's because we were just like we see in them and also like looking back in time at ourselves uh the entrepreneur who holds himself back because it's not perfect yet. It's not ready yet. And um, we just were like, well, that's a lie. It's like never ready. Like just now looking back, we go, we finally just did it. And then we iterated made it better and we made it better um, versus like the, the month ending on the project or the idea that was in in my past of being like, ah, it's not ready yet. I still got to tinker with that weekend. I'll get to that. And that all that is, is, is to keep ourselves safe, you know? Cause if we never launch it, we never have to worry about whether it works or not. Um, it's just a bunch of excuses, including which was the most prominent of them, which was ready. Is it ready? And we just like, that's stop telling her that our, our listeners themselves that, and you got to go for it. You just got to start. Right. Yeah, well, I think I'm a perfect example. Uh, this podcast was never really ready, but it launched. My book was never really ready and it launched. I have an online course, which was never really ready and it launched. Kind of like the phrase, you know, if it fits, ship it, right? If something fits in a box, ship it out. It may be slightly damaged or maybe the packing's not that great, but you got to get it to your customers or whoever wants to see whatever you're creating or doing. I uh, love that. Uh, so yeah, ready is a lie. It's not, not the fact that like, you're ready to do something. So that's a lie, which would be totally different negative, but it's more of get your information, get your knowledge out into the world. Or if you're ready to start your own business, but you have self-doubt, you'll never get it started. A hundred percent. So do it 
so that you don't have regrets about not doing it in the future. I think that's kind of what that sums up to be. I always like to tell a story like my grandfather was 98 sitting at the dinner room, sitting at the dining room table, always saying, Jelly, I could have been somebody. And like, he had regrets about what he didn't do in life. I mean, like he had an awesome job with the New York sanitation department and like had an awesome pension, like was able to save money, but like still didn't feel like he accomplished something that he wanted to. So don't have those regrets when you're older, just do it now. And like, if it doesn't work, okay, cool. You tried it. You can go back to your day job or like doing whatever you want to do instead of that. Right. Uh, Well, I wrote two books, but I always say I wrote one because first one, it wasn't ready. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that great, but I went through the, um, uh, the, the phases of writing it and publishing it. Right. And and it's about social media for uh, service-based industries. And it's already outdated. Number one, the graphics are horrible and the content's not that great, but it allowed me to build upon that and actually publish a better book that that is out there in the world, which is a little bit more evergreen. I think you learn from your mistakes. You learn from your experiences. And and like you said, don't have any regrets. There's so many stories of people on their deathbed saying, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. Don't be that person. Uh, For me, you know, I love to travel. And this year has been heartbreaking because of COVID-19 and not being able to travel. And if I never met my wife, I probably would have only been to three states in the U.S. But my wife loves to travel. And I've been to 19 19 states and 22 countries now. Oh, wow. It's awesome, right? And, And I did not know what I was missing out on. Therefore, if you find something that you remotely want to do, go for it. Whether it's, I'd love to learn to code, but I don't think I'm going to be good at it. Try it. See if you like it. See if you can do something with it. You want to start a business, you know, maybe you'll fail. Maybe you won't. Yeah. Many of the best entrepreneurs that we know of have in their failure after failure and half tried idea after half idea. Uh, and those experiences, they, uh, they stack up on each other, you know, about it is like skill stacking where like, what makes you you, what makes you unique, what makes you great is, is your experiences. And if you just, you know, again, if you hold yourself back, you're not going to experience much. But if you're like, yeah, I dabbled in coding and say for me, but now I know a little bit about this, you know, like Steve Jobs famously really into calligraphy when they were designing the Macintosh. And that's why they really cared about font and style and design more than any other computer company at the time. And and what is a computer guy doing learning calligraphy, right? But that's <laughs> right. kind of what separated him um, in a lot of ways in those early days was, was just his unique experiences and what he brought to his industry. So, Right. And even just Apple, you know, as a company, I, I watched their announcement today of the new Macs and, you know, like any Apple fanboy, shut up and take my money as soon as I announced the new Macs because <laughs> they have like eight, like 20 hour battery life and, you know, faster graphics, faster performance. Uh, but you, you were talking about, you know, ready is a lie. And then you have this thing where you think you're not ready. So that's being stuck. And then the next topic was how to get unstuck. What are some key ways to say, get started doing something or to become unstuck and get into the mindset of, I don't want to have that regret and I'm going to take the next step. What do we do? So we preach baby steps all the way. Like we're not saying quit your job, stop doing what you're doing and go all in on this. Like that is not our mindset. That is not what we're preaching. Um, If you take small baby steps every day, 
you're going to see success over an extended period of time. So like, even if you just start out with doing something new for five minutes a day, whether that be like learning a language, like learning a new instrument, whatever that is, just put it on your calendar for five minutes a day. And if you want to do it longer, awesome. But all you have to commit is five minutes a day. And it's a lot scarier to start something new with a smaller time commitment but make sure it's on your calendar every day so you can continuously move that ball forward. And what I'm, I'm hearing here is that you're developing a habit too by doing that. And then you started to get into the habit of doing whatever it is, coding, learning that language. And you know that every day at X time or for an hour a day, I need to do this. And then you want to do it more and more. And then also with, you know, the side hustles that you can do, if you have a full-time job, you could dabble in something and test it out and see if it's successful, do some market research. And uh, if it's a product, start selling that product. And if nobody's got any interest in it at all, you can just kill it off and try another one if you want. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Same if you've got a, if you've got a, uh, a business already and you're just looking at expanding like a side or a part of your business and you want to, uh, make a whole new like section to your business. It's expand it a little bit. Don't go all, all in. Um, and we find too that you know, I, this was my method for doing a lot of things five minutes a day. And I find it, it I trick myself real good because like there are definitely some days where I'm, I got to do that. Have it in me. I'm too tired. Like a long day. I got excuse after excuse after excuse. Right. And but one it's only five minutes. Like I can't really talk myself out of that. I will sit at the computer and start writing my book for five minutes. I'm going to set the time as soon as the timer's off, I can stop. And, and some days are like that. Right. But I found that most days I, I would go to it going, ah, it's only five minutes. And once the five minutes was over, I was known of whatever I was doing. Like, Oh, I ended up doing half an hour or three hours, you know, that I wouldn't have done if I said, I need to do three hours today. But because right. I said, oh, I only need to do five minutes, let me move this out real fast. You know, <laughs> that's when I was able to work on things for hours. So it's, it's like a trick, <laughs> right? I'm really good at tricking myself and it works out well. All right, unstuck experts. Uh, there was a time not too long ago that I wanted to learn Apple motion graphics, which you know, you're able to take things and move them on a screen, like moving graphics for like logos or whatever you want, because I'm pretty good with video editing it itself. And I just said, you know what, I'm gonna watch some video tutorials. I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna start doing it for a few minutes a day. First thing in the morning, I'm gonna take half an hour and I'm gonna learn this. I'm gonna get good at it. Then pretty much after the first three days, oh my God, this is really hard. I don't think I'm going to use this professionally, make money from it. It's more of a hobby. I kind of got out of the molasses. I got unstuck a little bit, but then I fell right back into it. What do you think I should have done differently or more of to maybe stay in tuned to that and want to learn it more? Maybe somebody else is saying the same thing. Maybe when well, I tried to do something habitually or for a few minutes a day, an hour a day, but I just felt like it was too hard or I couldn't do it or it wasn't going to be worth it. Go for it. Internet's laggy. You I go. was going to say, I think you have to give, <laughs> I think one, you have to give yourself some grace. Like just because it's hard doesn't mean you should stop. Um, so give yourself some grace, maybe take some time to reflect on like, what are your hurdles there? Um, so take a step back, look at it from like an above view and and kind of piece that together. Like, is it really hard or is there something else behind it? Go ahead, Josh. 
Yeah, I think I was going to say the same thing, like reflect, reflect, because there are times if you really like step back and look at it, you're going to be like, it sounded like you already decision, like, I don't want to do this professionally. This is more of a hobby. Um, and again, the fact that you've built those skills is going to serve some way down the line, even if you're not like, this is my next gig. This is how I'm going to make all my money now. And like um, so many skills I've learned of this. And then like a week later, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And that's, that's <laughs> totally cool. Like give yourself the grace, like building any unique set of skills is going to serve you great. I can't overemphasize that enough. So like, it's not, like, oh, why can't I ever stick to something? Like you, you're building skills and, and some things are going to stick around for longer in your life. And some things are going to stick around for a short time. It's fine, but you're just going to spin of skills and experiences to build on. Um, and yeah, so you're like, no, no, I really want to uh, do, I just can't muster up. And, and that's when you can be like, what is the part that I don't like? Like, is it, is it because I have love and I come home and I'm exhausted and this seems like a lot of work. So I need to like not do it at five o'clock when I get home, but maybe like two hours of Netflix to like recharge and then do it? Like, is it the timing? Is it like, you know, in video editing, for instance, there's so many facets to that. So if you're learning that kind of stuff, um, it's like, you know what I hate is is the the like uh, putting all the, you know, the footage there. What I really like is hanging graphics part. Well, that's why there's specialists in the industry who do these different things. So like, if, depending on your project, be like, identify, this is the part I don't like. I need to either find a way to specialize away from it, hire out for it, whatever you do to make sure that um, the thing that's making you go, I think I just, I can't bring myself to the table to get this work done. It's usually the whole, usually like one thing, so you can identify it and cut it out. Right. And then I can give you the full story because I wanted to see what you guys had to say. Uh, what it came down to was how I was learning it. And I learn a lot through repetition. And with video editing, once you learn how to do a certain cut and you keep using it, it becomes habit and it becomes learned knowledge. With motion graphics, there's just, there was so much for me to learn. Uh, and, and I wanted to really do something simple. Like I want to move this object from here to here uh, every now and then. And I found actual like templates that people would sell or offer for free that allowed me to learn how it worked and either use it or try to rebuild it myself. And I found it to be a little bit more easy to understand that way. If uh, Josh, if you were an expert in motion graphics and you and I had coffee at a coffee shop and we worked together and you kind of taught me, I think I would learn a lot better and have a little bit more passion. Um, but again, I think this ties into the, to the other item to talk about is making dreams happen. You're, to make a dream happen, you know, a dream is something that you desire. It's something that you want. For me, maybe motion graphics is not something I was very passionate about. It was like, eh, I'd like to learn that just in case. But now video editing, that's a little bit more of a passion for me. And that's more of a dream is I want to be able to edit my own videos and maybe down the road, start doing video editing for other people and companies. Uh, that would be something I would chase. And I'd want to make that dream happen. Let's kind of move on a little bit and then talk about what is it that we need to do to make our dreams happen? We know ready is a lie. We know that we should get out there and do things and not have regrets. 
Uh, we know that we there's a certain way to get unstuck and it's using baby steps. It's making sure you like what you're doing. And, and, and what we were talking about is, you know, have that grace and, and, and know what your limits are and learn in the right way. Once we know those two items, how do we make our dreams happen? Here's, here's, here's the money part of this podcast is how do we make it happen? Definitely. So dream big, right? Like there's nothing stopping you, right? So dream big. Like what do you really, really want? Picture it, write it down. Um, we actually put together a complimentary life book for our listeners and for your listeners. So this is a great way to just organize your thoughts. So we look a couple of years out. Um, I would say five years max, because 10 years, a lot can change in a decade, you know? So like five years max, what are your goals personally, um, maybe like health-wise and uh, professionally, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're in your day job or that's your like career. Look at your goals. How, what do you want to achieve in five years? And then you break that down, two and a half years, one year. And then from that one year on a monthly basis and then on a weekly basis and then on a daily basis, really breaking it down to the nitty gritty of what you need to get done daily to achieve those goals. That is a bird's eye view of how you make your dreams come true. You just need to be super specific about it and need to be adamant about making those daily, um, those daily tasks happen. Even if it's only five minutes a day. It sounds, you guys are aligned with this guy. I follow Peter Vug. He wrote a book, six months to six figures. It almost sounds like a get rich quick book, but it's actually, Hey, if you're in a job and you want to start your own business, here's how you go from working in your business to having a six figure income in a business of your own. And he's, he's got a podcast. He does YouTube. He does all that stuff. I heard him say that people that, you know, have a, a four or five figure income, they think, um, uh, week to week or day to day. And then you have your people that are six figure incomes, they think month to month, and then your seven fit and eight figure income earners, you know, think year to year, they, they plan things out for a whole year. And, and that totally made sense when I heard that. And it sounds like you are saying, Hey, I have a dream and that's to own a successful blank business. You can't plan week to week or month to month that has to be like a year or further you know in one year i want to be established and i want to have x amount of customers in two years i want to be able to have x growth and let's say say you're even if it's your service guy right a plumber you know what you start out with a van and you're the sole owner in the second year you want to have a second van and have an employee right and then by the third year you want to be the best plumber in your county or something you know making those plans and having those goals uh, it's, it's so funny how I always think on the fly when I'm talking to my guests, because that's not something I've thought of or said before, but it makes sense to me now. And it's something I probably need to be doing about what do I want to be doing? And when I decided to be, become a public speaker, I probably should have developed the goals like you're talking about and having, you know, a week, a month, a year, two years, because I know actually I did. I think, I, you know, I said within two years, I want to have a keynote speech under my belt. I actually beat that. I did, think I did it in 13 months and it was awesome. my first paid speaking keynote. And it was in, uh, uh, it was in Tennessee. It was awesome. It was in Nashville. Uh, so I got to go eat hot, you know, Nashville hot chicken and speak on a stage. It was a great, <laughs> great day for me. Um, but then, no, that's good stuff. <laughs> um, so you said you have a resource that, that helps you with that. Yeah. Well, we've created a life book and we're happy to give that to your listeners for free. We can put that link in the show notes for you guys. 
Awesome. Yeah, that'll be in the show notes, folks. This, this is great. Uh, any other tips about getting unstuck? I think that's just like a great phrase. And I love the ready is a lie. But any other tips above and beyond what we just spoke about? I think to, to go along with what Chella is just saying, like, I think there's so many different that people present to you to how like set a goal or, or, you know, cast a vision for your dream or whatever. Um, and it's, it's really important when to, to not just say things that um, you can't control uh, internally, right? Like, like, let's say like for you're starting a podcast. Okay. By the end of the year, I want a thousand listener episodes, whatever, you know, um, you can't necessarily control how many people listen. So think about the things you can control in your goals. Like, how am I going to get the word out? How am I going to time marketing my podcast so that I get, uh, I get to a thousand listeners, you know? Um, I think too many people focus on like, the number you can't control as opposed to the act they can control. Right. Um, and that's, that's the kind of stuff we, we encourage people to break down in the life too. And then the nice part about the life book too, is that like times if you like set a, or set a dream at some workshop or set a goal and an intention, and then like a month later, thing else shiny came along and you kind of forgot about it. Uh, at least me all the time. Uh, and so falls into this life book, use um is that we review our goals daily um and that's what keeps you on track because otherwise yeah. that goal that person moves because you kind of forgot about it for a week and then something happened with grandma and then all this stuff like if you look at it down it's, it's like a compass it's going to keep pointing you in that same direction right. um and that that's what makes that Again, we use these tiny baby steps to make that big reality by just going that same direction a little bit every day. Are vision boards still a thing where you know you either write things down or you have pictures of what your goals are and what you want? So that's actually a part of the life book. We, we made awesome. it early and um, a little bit of essence of Josh in there as well. So yeah, <laughs> awesome. it's like a, a digital version of a vision board essentially. Right. And like you said about Josh, you said about the podcasting, you know, if you want X amount of listeners or something, I think it's always good to like reverse engineer something and see if it's possible. Like if I want X amount of listeners, you know, next month, is that obtainable? That means I need to get, you know, per episode this many, you know, and what am I going to do to get those? If you're just sitting there resting on your laurels and saying, I'm hoping people are going to find me on the internet, you're not going to get any of those, maybe one or two that'll stumble upon you. Uh, for me, you know, I go through my phases with both my book and my podcast because I just want to get information out there. I'm not trying to monetize anything I'm doing. I just want to put great information out there. But every now and then, you know, when I publish little quotables from my book or I, I promote my podcast through social media or something, I get more followers, I get more readers, I get people buying my book. Uh, but if you're somebody that wants to monetize that and your dream is to have a successful business or make X amount of money, you know, as far as your salary, you, you need to put in the work. Uh, and that's another thing I think a lot of people want is this get rich quick or, you know, it, it, we're always taught that passive income is easy. It's not people that make a lot of money through passive income, whether it's real estate, uh, knowledge, information, like courses, books, et cetera, they put in the work, um, you get, you know. I guess it's also safe to stay, you know, you can't get unstuck unless you put in the work, right? A hundred percent. Absolutely. Right. So right now, guys, you know, you know, ready is a lie. I think everyone that's listening is ready to subscribe to your podcast and they should do that. 
how can they find your podcast and your website? So our podcast is the Unstuck Institute, wherever fine podcasts are listened. Um, and our website is www.unstuck.institute, no.com. Unstuck.institute, folks. Remember that links in the show notes also for the resource that this was a great discussion. Uh, I definitely have to have you guys back down the road because maybe some people are still going to be stuck and we'll have to further unstuck them. You're gonna have to check in with me to make sure that, you know, I'm getting back into motion graphics and stuff like that. Uh, but folks, if you want to hear previous episodes, mm -hmm. head over to hankhoffmeyer.com slash Alexa. I am also recording this on video. It's on YouTube. You can find me on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and again, anywhere you consume your podcasts. And until next week, folks, get the glue off your shoes. <laughs>